0: Dr. Zach Williams and Flat Creek Baptist Church as we dive deeper into God's Word in this podcast titled New Horizons. Good morning. Welcome back to the New Horizons podcast. My name is Caleb. I'm the Associate Pastor of Youth and Technology at Flat Creek Baptist Church in Gainesville, Georgia. It's a joy to be able to be here with you this morning in this episode of the New Horizons podcast. Today is my last day filling in Uh, for Pastor Zach as he's been on vacation and uh, please understand I'm so glad that he got to go on vacation much deserved time away with his family everybody needs to just get away with their family every so often you know it's just a good time to let all the cares of this world fall off your back and just enjoy being with your family. It's a good thing. But he'll be back with you next Monday, uh, so I know you'll be looking forward to hearing from him in the next couple of days. Today, we are finishing our series on the fruits of the Spirit in the life of David. The last one is self-control. And I want us to look at two stories from the life of David to understand how much self-control he has in his life. Uh, We're going to look at 1 Samuel 24 and 1 Samuel 26. Now, Bible scholars will immediately recognize these are the two chapters where David spares the life of Saul while Saul was pursuing him in the wilderness. In chapter 24... Uh, Saul and his army have uh, begun to hunt for David in the wilderness near En Gedi, uh, which is an oasis in the wilderness. And David and his 600 some odd men are hiding in a cave. They see Saul and his armies are coming, and they get in the cave. They start hiding. Just so happens to be the cave that Saul decides, I need to go relieve myself So I'm going to go in this cave. What are the odds? Again, what are the odds that that's the same cave that David and his men are hiding in? Saul goes in there to take care of his business. David's men start to whisper in his ear. Chapter 24, verse 4. Then the men of David said to him, Behold, this is the day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I am about to give your enemy into your hand. And you shall do to him as it seems good to you, this is your chance, David. Let's be done with this, right, right. Let's just finish it. Let's be done. We can stop running. We can stop hiding. But listen to David's response. David arose and cut off the edge of the Saul's robe secretly. It came about afterwards that David's conscience bothered him because he had cut off the edge of Saul's robe. So he said to his men, far be it from me because of the Lord that I should do this thing to my Lord the king. The Lord's anointed to stretch, uh, I'm sorry, against the Lord's anointed to stretch out my hand against him since he is the Lord's anointed. David says, I feel bad for just cutting off a piece of his robe. This is God's anointed king. Who am I? Who am I? to stretch out my hand against God's anointed leader. This is a whole lot of other things besides just self-control. <laughs> this is humility. This is <laughs> this is uh, a whole lot of things. Mine's drawn a blank. The point being, David exercises self-control in that he didn't kill Saul to begin with. He only took a piece of his robe. And then it bothers him so much. If you continue reading in verse 8, David arose and went out of the cave and called after Saul, saying, My lord, the king. David bowed with his face to the ground and prostrated himself. And said to Saul, Why do you listen to the words of men, saying, Behold, David seeks to harm you. Behold, this day your eyes have seen that the Lord had given you today into my hand in the cave. And some said to kill you, but my eye had pity on you. And I said, I will not stretch out my hand against my Lord, for he is God's anointed. Go over to chapter 26. David again Spares Saul's life. Saul is coming to get David yet again. This time he brings the full force of his army, all 3,000 men strong. He doesn't go into a cave by himself. He learned his lesson, so he camps in the middle of his army. David and one of his trusted men. I think his name is Abiathar. Anyway, they go and they check things out. They say, let's go see what we're up against. They come up on the camp and David and his man, they sneak into the camp all the way to the center. And if you read here, verse eight, I'm sorry, it was Abishai, not Abithar. Then Abishai said to David, today God has delivered your enemy into your hand. Sound familiar? Now, therefore, please let me strike him with the spear to the ground, with one stroke, and I will not strike him a second time. He doesn't even try to convince David to kill him. He says, I'll do it for you, man. Just let me go. Just let me go and do this. I'll take care of it. We'll be done with this nonsense. David says, do not destroy him. For who can stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointed and be without guilt? David also said as the Lord lives surely the Lord will strike him or his day will come that he dies or he will go down into battle and perish the Lord forbid that I should stretch out my hand against the Lord's anointed talk about self-control my goodness been pursued hated Saul's attempted to kill him a number of times even before he ran him out of the kingdom. And then he ran him out of the kingdom. He took David's wife, Michael, and gave her to another man in marriage. Saul hates David. Saul wants David dead. Saul would just assume David die in slow torture at the hands of the Philistines than he would ever see him come back home. But David says, I will not stretch out my hand against the Lord's anointed king. Self-control. How do you do this? How, how is this possible? Well, I argue this. It's only possible if you've got your eye on the prize. The prize being Jesus. Paul would later write in the book of Philippians to press on. We have not arrived at the full uh, capacity of knowledge of the depth of our Lord. There's no way we could grasp everything there is to know or do everything that we could possibly do for him. So let's press on for the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. The prize. The prize. Paul says, I do this one thing forget the past, and press on in the future towards that upward call of God in Christ Jesus. My friends, I want to tell you something. In the book of 1 John chapter 3, verse 2, we learn that when we get to heaven, we will get to see Jesus just as he is. When he was here before, people just saw the man. They saw him perform many miracles, even resurrection from the dead. Many great miracles glorified holy miracles but they only saw it come from a man you see when we get to heaven we get to see our savior in his heavenly form seated at the right hand of God what a day that'll be that's the prize my friend when the trumpet of the Lord sounds the dead in Christ rise and we all get to meet Jesus in the air And he says, welcome home, my good and faithful servant. The marriage supper of the Lamb. Oh, what a day. What a day. That's the prize. You want to know how to have self-control? Keep your eye on the prize. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. I hope you have enjoyed this series on the fruits of the Spirit in the life of David. It has blessed my soul to be able to share it with you. May God bless your afternoon and your weekend.